0: The managerial merry-go-round is in full throttle, and we're all along for the ride. Welcome to the EFL SESH podcast. Hello, hello, hello and welcome back to the EFL Sesh podcast and you know I'm absolutely buzzing that uh, me and Joe are back together obviously last week massive kudos to Joe for uh, getting the clip um, episonic extravaganza that he produced last week that was uh, unbelievable but as, uh, as you know I am your co-host Andy and I'm also joined by in well not in person over over zoom uh, my
1: good friend joe and illustrious co-host how are you mate i'm i'm good thank you i've pulled through i've survived like the 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 masses can breathe a huge sigh of relief i've i've pulled through overcome Rona. overcome yet another clip show we're here we're back in the game honestly like the the amount of uh, the 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 Rona really
0: hit you hard, didn't it? I I know um I remember speaking to you literally like the day before you got it and then hearing your voice when you when I first heard <laughs> the first round of the podcast and it was actually broken your voice. It was just an unbelievable effort. So, you know, I'll always be massive appreciated for the effort you put in last week and uh, I know the fans will be too. So no, I'm so glad you're over your uh your case of Rona and uh, long
1: may it be uh, avoided for many years to come. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate those well wishes. Uh, it, it goes straight to my throat, does the old Rona. So, yeah, I uh, hey, been on the halls, been on the uh, strepsils. Other yep. sponsorable brands are available, and um, yeah, resolved. Right as rain, fighting S- fit. <laughs> Speaking of like
0: menthol or like minty things, this has gonna gonna turn already. But I've been watching the um, the Beckham documentary on on mm. Netflix. Honestly, I didn't know how many how much chewing gum Alex Ferguson got through in a game. <laughs> Genuinely, like I think every clip I've seen of him on a match day in this documentary, he's stuffing a chew, like a a bit of gum in his mouth. He must have gone through packets over his day to be. <laughs> us. Like, that man has to have the mintiest breath in the whole of the uh, Premier League. Surely,
1: I'd love that the mintiest breath in the Premier League. But it seems yeah. You you do. Here you go. We'll 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 link this back. Da- who where? What was David Beckham's uh, EFL debut? When and who for? I don't know why I know this. I don't know why I know this, but there you go. Good good question
0: because I mm. I I I thought he went straight from like football like as a kid like you mm. know kids football, straight to United but he was to be fair yeah he was always at United um... but he might he might have done yeah. that because of uh he was obviously born in Leighton Stone when he so he was, he like, was right yeah. yeah so he's uh he might have been around that area what what Ooh. what's the actual fact Joe do you know that
1: yeah that was a good guess actually like that and um, yeah correct link um shout out Whips Cross Hospital but no it was actually Preston He spent, I think it was only, like, single digits games at Preston North End in 1995.
0: Weird.
1: Yeah, very, very weird. Because then he didn't, you're exactly right, he then never went out on loan from United again. But for some bizarre reason, he just had a little stint at Preston. So there you go. I imagine if you've got a David Beckham Preston shirt, that'd be worth quite a bit. Yeah,
0: to be fair, that'd be worth loads of money uh, and he finally... uh... You know he's got many many years left he's obviously only a very young man very young adult mm. at the moment in terms of his age so no he's uh that'll definitely be worth a few bob well that definitely took a turn but let me plug, the, <laughs> let, let me plug the socials as i always do so obviously we're on with efl podcast we you can listen to us on all the major podcasting platforms apple music amazon music and spotify all that good stuff make sure you give us a five-star review um it always massively helps us and uh we 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 are we are each inches away from 500 listeners and we, we can't wait to hit that milestone and it's just then every milestone after that you'll be along for the ride and we can't wait share it with your friends share it with your family share it with your dogs it's you know all that all that good stuff right we, we don't discriminate against animals versus humans right so it's all good mm. anyone can listen to this if you want to put this podcast on if you're out for a couple of hours and the dog and the or the cat just needs a bit of a lovely lovely listening you know shove us on please do mm. we always appreciate it um we're also on the um also on twitter and instagram at efl pod we try and do as much content as we can and uh and, and get that out there for the masses and uh it's been great to see many of the te- many of like you trying to reach out to us and uh uh there's been quite a lot of Canvey island uh, Canvey island retweeting recently so we appreciate Canvey island there'll be an update on them in this episode um but that's the socials plugged let's go straight into the podcast joe hmm. so I, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't start the podcast with the absolute managerial merry-go-round and roller coaster, whatever you want to call it, that's happened over the last like 10 days. Mm. Uh, we went obviously alluded to it with the Sheffield Wednesday incident, and and uh, and, and I liked your editing of my name. What uh, I, I don't even want to butcher the uh, chairman's name of Sheffield Wednesday <laughs> again. But um, you know, there's there's been so much change over the last few days, and we'll go through league by league. Um, so there's been obviously, uh, well, Cheltenham have lost their boss, so obviously that's probably for obvious reasons. Obviously. Mm. Wednesday have lost their boss, Cisco Munoz, he's gone. Um, We've also had um, Mark Hughes lose his job at Bradford City. Mm. That's one. Um, Probably the... Well, I think the two big headlines that I think I'd like to talk about in a bit more detail start with is firstly Neil Harris at Gillingham. Um, I didn't see this coming at all, Joe. What about you? Mm.
1: Yeah, I... I... Wild. Absolutely wild. Like, uh, I... They must. They must have some sort of Sheffield Wednesday situation going on in the background. Because if the- unless there is a plan in place, there's yeah it- something wicked this way comes.
0: Yeah, it's it. I think at the time they were like third or fourth in League Two. Hmm. Like obviously they had an excellent start, where I think the first five games and won five games, and we loved it. It was like one nil was every single game, so it was just absolutely superb. Um But yeah. I- for me, Neil Harris obviously, eighteen months ago, he was he was the manager of Millwall in the Championship, right? So he's you know he's been right up there at the top end of the EFL, but to lose his job in a League Two side when he's actually got him in a pretty good position, and bearing in mind where Gillingham were last year, yeah,
1: I think that 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 is the most important point. Like really, yeah. he sort almost saved them last year. I know they were investing heavily at the same time, but he, he sort of saved them last year. Yeah yeah and then to i don't know to get the boot when they're in third place and going fairly well is bizarre and I, and you, i mean like, yeah I, I don't i have no idea who they're sort of queuing up to bring in instead of him but I, it doesn't sound like anyone to be honest
0: no no, no. <laughs> so keith, keith millens in charge been in charge for mm. a grand total of 6 days at the moment but <laughs> um you know it's one of them ones where they really have to get it right because if they don't, they're going to have massive egg on their face if uh, they they don't um, get it right and and they mm-hmm. slip down the table because of it. Like, you know, I I'm alluded to it a couple of weeks ago. I, I suppose October not a horrendous time. And obviously we seem to have, I, I don't know, I, I haven't been an EFL official for years, but it seems to always be before a massive like, October in, uh, international break where they try and, Get rid of manager or if they're going to pull the plug. This seems to be like a black weekend for uh, for managers if they're on the on the cusp because obviously there's a two week break, or a week and a half, ten day break and they can actually get in, start having some good training sessions with the with the team. And I can completely get that. And they've still got a couple of months to look at the squad and understand what they really need in the January transfer window coming up. So it gives them time to start, you know, understanding the, the depths of what the job is and understanding the needs and the positions they need to fill. For. but uh, yeah this one really threw me uh, and, and similarly we'll, we'll talk about you know John Eustace at Birmingham again I uh, that, that, so I I did watch a video so from, from someone called Benjamin Bloom who actually might be on the pod in a few weeks so that's a really really exciting very really exciting thing to do and you know Ben reply to my message please if you can uh but um he, he did <laughs> do, he did do a really good um Really good analysis, like basically an impartial analysis on on the situation. Obviously, John Eustace, he came in when the club was in massive disarray. Birmingham last year, like I think back end last year, were in absolute shambles, if I'm being totally honest. And there, there was no direction. And they they were on the cusp of obviously relegation. John Eustace came in, did a really really good job, got them safe, and I think that's one of the main reasons why this new American firm has invested in them. They've got Tom Brady, they've got this new American owner that's invested in the club, and I don't think they would have invested if they were a League One club. So he's he's done Birmingham a massive favour by staying in the Championship for you know staying in the Championship for another season. And the way they started, they started excellently, like really, really strong. You know, they they were, you know, in the playoff zone pretty much for majority. They had a little dip. You know, September wasn't a good month for them. Completely agree with that. I think they couldn't even buy a win. But October, the first two games in October, two wins. You know, they've got back into the playoff zone. I think they're sixth or seventh. Mm. You get rid of John Eustace, like I just in my mind, I don't see the reasoning behind it. The only thing I can see for it is Wayne Rooney. Spoiler alert! Is now the new manager officially of Birmingham on mm. a three and a half year deal, is a massive name, and you can't deny that he's come. He, you know, he's but coming back to the UK. He's, you know, England's second leading goal scorer. He's managed Derby, who were in a pretty much disarray when he came in. He did a pretty good job there. You can mm. definitely see. So you can see potentially the reasons why and what, and they can say, okay, we're going through a transition period right now. Wayne Rooney knows, you know, he he's been in a football club at its very worst. So give him a platform where actually he could have get players in, he could, you know, mould this team and, and play attacking, you know, with youthful players. You can kind of see the reasons for it potentially. But I just don't get why you get rid of a manager when at the moment for Birmingham compared to last season, they're absolutely flying. What about
1: you, Joe? Yeah, I I think you've covered it pretty comprehensively I, I don't understand why you well i do understand you bring in Wayne really for the well for the managerial equivalent of shirt sales Yeah, but sure. I, I i don't i don't know i don't i don't i think it's a crap decision to be honest i think yeah. they're they're in sixth position um they're going pretty good guns it seems like a fairly open championship this year like i really wouldn't put it past them to get up into the playoffs why would you disrupt that for someone who admittedly at Derby, well, he was, well, he was pulling rabbits out of hats, to be honest, he didn't really have a squad yeah, at that. times. But I mean, his win percentage is 28% or 27%. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that doesn't scream promotion to me. Um, and it's not even like, you know, you look at someone like um, Vincent Company who came in and, and had a really sort of, here's my style of football, I'm going to play it until we get promoted type. Sort of mentality. I couldn't tell you what Wayne Rooney's style of football is. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't understand. I, I don't really understand sacking managers after victories either. Um, yeah, even worse. Turnover like the
0: West Midlands derby as well. Yeah,
1: exactly. Turn over West Brom three-one and then get sacked. <laughs> I oh, yeah. mean, I don't know. I think it's one of those ones that actually. You know, you don't want to just rag on American owners because I think, in general, I don't really care who owns a football club, but it's a it's a weird move. It's a move for the cameras rather than a, rather than for the football pitch,
0: yeah, that, that's that's a really good way of looking at it. It seems that they want to make headlines and make Birmingham like the talk of the town and you know, getting Wayne Rooney, who's just come back from u s again, I think even his record at. DC United is only twenty-seven. Yeah, actually
1: somehow worse. Is is it good at DC United is somehow worse? I mean oh man, it makes no sense to me. I'd be fuming for Sean Eustace.
0: Yeah. So obviously we we feel for John Neustadt on this pod and we hope he gets a a good job after because clearly he is a good, you know, he's he's done a good job and he'll do a good job for any team in the EFL, I think. So I think he will be hot commodity, I think, in the EFL. I know he was linked to the Rangers job for a little bit, but I think that's now going to go, not going to go to him. I think he's not been shortlisted in the final interviews, but yeah, that's that's a real, that's a real sad one, I think. And I think that's, it, but we wish Graham rooney luck we hope he does well and then we hope it is a stroke of master genius from from the american owners at um yeah at, at birmingham but you know time will tell essentially but you know sometimes you know fans are screaming for leadership and some bold decisions and not being too safe you know this is the ultimate <laughs> it's the ultimate gamble
1: <laughs> i like that i like <laughs> the infra- like you're doing well and he's like well We'll just roll the dice anyway. Yeah, <laughs> why not? Just give it a go. But you, <laughs> really, disrupt everyone. Keep everyone on their toes.
0: To be fair, though, you've got the Birmingham rolling of the dice, and you've got the Sheffield Wednesday rolling of the <laughs> dice. Which is, I think two very different metrics altogether. If I'm being totally yeah, that's honest. fair. But that you know that's 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 one of the main ones. I think the the Bradford one. You know, Mark Hughes, very very experienced manager, but I don't think that was a good fit in my opinion. I, I I was quite surprised he was even managing that low in that in that division. Maybe took it for granted, and they were on a they were on a wretched start. Bradford and that yeah. that we predicted them, you know, playoffs maybe even pushing automatics. Well, I certainly did anyway. Um, so for for me, yeah, them languishing in like the mediocre mid table shuffle. Is certainly not where they want to be and not where they've been for the last couple. So you can kind of see where that's going. And Cheltenham, you know, <laughs> you haven't scored in ten games. Spoiler alert: they did score last in this game week. So <laughs> that is that is a big one. Um, but you know, you can't you can't survive when you haven't scored and you haven't won a game in the first eleven games or ten games in your season, right? That's always going to spell trouble. Um, and the right one was kind of on the wall for that. But yeah. I think we've gone I think we've kind of done our own analysis on it. Any other points on the managerial roller coaster that's
1: been the last ten days, Joe? No, I love it. The 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 international break never fails to disappoint. Whenever everyone gets a sniff of that October break and just starts starts pulling the trigger. Managers <laughs> quake early October. Proom,
0: proom, 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 proom. It's like literally
1: exactly. just like you're fired, you're fired, you're fired. Sack, 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 you're done. Yeah. I'm sorry, everyone. You're out <laughs> of jobs. To be fair, the only one who you can feel genuinely not disenfranchised with the decision is is Mark Hughes. Should have been doing yeah. a lot better with that team in that division. So agreed. Sorry, sorry, Mark, but yeah, yeah you sort of deserved it. Yeah, agreed.
0: Um, so yeah, that that is that is our manager's manager sum up, and uh, we'll hastily and we'll get quickly mm. our championship game roundup, and and uh, is it game week eleven? It was game week eleven this week, wasn't it? I it think was it, indeed. Yeah. 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 So you know, it's mad. Eleven game weeks this is like our thirteenth, fourteenth podcast. It's it's mm. going like the going like the wind. So mm. Joe, you're going to kick us off, and you're going to talk to
1: us about Sunland Middlesbrough. We like to call. In Carrick Ball, we trust exactly. We, we it, finally, finally see uh, that we knew there was a reason why we predicted Middlesbrough to do so well this year. He, it, Michael was just teasing us. He's just teasing us with his first six, seven games of the year. We're four wins in a row. We're we're, we're romping to the title from here on in. A resounding four nil away win to to Middlesbrough in this one, Um and a pretty dull first half. Yeah, up until. The forty eighth minute, so forty-five plus three, three minutes valid time. Dan Neal gets a second yellow card for you guessed it. Argument. What are you doing? You absolute clown. Just just don't talk. Just don't talk for a minute and then you get into half time. But apparently he couldn't shut his mouth. Sunderland down to ten men. Carrick at half time goes, you know what, fellas, look, we're now against ten men and the the pod the pod need us. The pod need Barrick barrack Carrick ball to work. And, and put tuberball to bed. And, and that they absolutely did. Um, uh, A quick double, 58th minute, Sam Greenwood, 1-0. 60th minute, Matt Crooks, 2-0. Sort of puts the game to bed, to be honest. And then we've got a mixture of Carrick giving us our, our five-substitution game and and everyone else just piling in as well. So we've got a couple of subs. And Isaiah Jones decides to score in the 72nd minute. Three more subs. Marcus fours gets the fourth in, in the 90th minute. It's game over. Carrick's used all four sub, all five subs, sorry. He's won four on the spin. Carrick balls back, baby. They're, they're flying. They're flying. They the, Automatic promotion. Well, maybe not automatic promotion because Ipswich running away with the league. But uh, the playoffs, the playoffs, here they come.
0: Yeah, it, it was fir- firstly, I think that's, it's finally the... Middlesbrough, we kind of expected at the start of the season that that is four yeah. straight. That's four. Is it five straight wins now for them? Is uh, it?
1: four straight wins, but five unbeaten.
0: Yeah, yeah. That is, you know, this is now they're now cooking. You know, I I was worried for Michael. I think if it would have carried on the way it was going, I think it could have been in this latest round of managerial sackings mm. or uh uh, you know, just for the break, but no, it was it was an excellent performance. I, I was actually at the Ipswich game on Saturday um, against that. Boston and they, you know, before the before the match on the big, you know, in the just before you go into your blocks uh, or your areas of the stadium, they mm. had these on. And I was watching this game and. Uh, yeah, you, you could tell. Obviously, Sunderland were down to ten men, but Middlesbrough played some excellent stuff in this game. They just mm. tore them to absolute shreds. In the midfield that midfield three, you obviously got contributions and goals across that. They gave they gave that you know backline of of Sunderland an absolute torrid afternoon. If I'm being totally mm. honest, um, unbelievable use of torrid. Yeah, <laughs>
1: Blimey. love
0: Well done. Thank you. Appreciate it. The vocabulary mm. keeps on growing every week. Mm. All- um, the stats also show it as well. So nineteen shots to nine in in Middlesbrough's favour. So as an away team having ten more shots. Yes, I, I get that. Um Sunderland were down to ten men, but still ten more shots than the home team in the, in the, in a the game is is pretty darn impressive. Mm. You know, f- f- seven shots on target, four goals. That's about you know sixty percent sixty percent hit rate. You can't grumble with that to be fair. And yeah, it was it was a really really good win um, and and something that. It's it's one of them wins which certainly will it's a statement win, don't get me wrong. Sunderland at home is probably one of the hardest places to go in the league. Like, you know, there's mm. forty-three thousand there, forty three thousand people there on on, on Saturday. And you know it's an intimidating, intimidating place to go, um, and and not many. I don't think any team will win four nil. Well, yeah, at, at the Stadium of Light, and you know they, they've been flying as well. You know, Sunderland they've had you know I think four wins at their last five. You know, they they've they've been on definitely an upward trajectory, and that was that was certainly I think a, a, a game which will maybe even propel Middlesbrough to go on a bit of a run, and I expect them now to go on a bit of a run. Um, yeah, yeah, I was I was super impressed with them and it was just a really, you know, it's one of them days where Michael Carrick will look back on and goes, that's possibly the best, the most perfect away performance you could mm. ever ask for, really. So, you know, Carrick Ball, we trust. It felt like, you know, we're obviously Uncle Tony and it felt like Uncle Tony and Nephew Carrick or Nephew Michael, wasn't it? It was like the apprentice <laughs> versus the... Uh,
1: like being... I love this. Attributing uh, a familial sort of relationship with every manager. That that's a goer. That's gonna happen.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um but no, I was super impressed with this game and uh, yeah, thoroughly, thoroughly deserved win for Millsborough. And I'm 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 really happy for him actually. I've I think uh I think there were most team people's pick to you know, be challenging I think
1: they're now showing their metal, which is good. Huge. And also won the throwing game twenty five to seventeen for a total of forty two uh throw-ins in the game for everyone on throwin watch solid solid that yeah. yeah we we couldn't not allude to uh throw watch, but yep, it's excellent. um any other points, Joe on this game? not at all only eager anticipation for uh, for our next review nice, excellent, which is obviously good segue QPR Blackburn right. <laughs> it is indeed um, <laughs> I, I could have told you that if i, if I knew if, if i was more prepared but there you go yeah.
0: <laughs> i was looking at it, i was like why is there a pause here Are we like mm. you know have got has there been a lack of communication there no it is um it is qpr blackburn and funny enough another four nil away win which is absolutely nuts but to be fair it's been coming for blackburn i think you know that they, mm. they you know I, I saw the highlights against ipswich when they went away and it was a fourth fourth was it 4-3 game wasn't it 4-3 yeah it was it was a nuts game mm. um and they've been playing well and they've got some really really good players but you know 4-0 away to qpr yes qpr are struggling and I think that initial optimism after the first few games. Cause I know they had a dreadful couple of first games, and then went on a bit of a run QPR, and now they're being back, you know, really sucked back into it. And I think this kind of performance epitomised it. But yeah, four nil Blackburn. Dolan gets a goal on the nineteenth minute, and then a nice quick two nil at uh, twenty three when Sigurdsson gets a goal. Um, then, you know, nice halftime team talk for uh, John, is it John Dahl Thomasan? Yeah, He is. yes. Yeah, it's again, great name. Um, don't know what Gareth Ainsworth said at halftime, because clearly they didn't even <laughs> up in the second half, if I'm <laughs> be, be honest. 59 minutes, Sigerson gets his second, and one player that I'd like to highlight, because I think he is very, very good, is Sammy Smoddix. Gets a goal on the 66th. I think he is a very, very good player. I think he's got some a little bit of X factor about him. He's you know he's one of them players that as a home team you absolutely love him or oh, as is, is is the blackburn rovers fan you absolutely love him but he is also like the pantomime villain a little bit he does give it a little bit to the uh, to the to the away fans or the the other fans or the other players he seems to be a bit of a night like you know just giving it large a bit of a nuisance and a bit of an arse if I'm being honest but he, that that's something about him which is good because he can back it up with some excellent performances and his goal was very good um and yeah so 66 minutes 4-0 which uh, you know curtains at that point um some interesting formations QPR doing a 4312 and blackburn doing a 4141 so you know it, it's it's experimentation time at uh, loftus road which is which is lovely <laughs> to see um yeah, from the stats, it was pretty much you know. To be fair, actually, look at the stats. I'm surprised to see actually. So it's fifty-two percent possession for uh, Blackburn with forty-eight for QPR, twenty-one shots for QPR and seventeen for Blackburn. I wasn't expecting a 4 0 win and twenty-one shots from 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 QPR. Clearly, mm. they have no buy up front because you know when you have twenty-one shots, don't even you know, score a goal out of 21 shots. That's
1: pretty appalling. Um, To be fair, Lyndon Dites could have taken all 21 of those shots and none of them would have threatened the goal. Just like hard hats on across the crowd behind the goals. Just like, oh, flipping it. Here we go. The bomb squad.
0: Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, it was one of them ones where, you know... uh, Yeah, as you said, if Lyndon Dykes was was there for 180 minutes, I don't think he'd have scored, even if there was like eight players on the pitch for Blackburn. Um, But... No, it was it was it was an incredible performance from Blackburn. Exactly what they wanted. Yeah, looking at their form, it's been really you know it's very been up and down. But they have some had some really tough fixtures. They had they lost to Coventry, then they had Leicester where they did get humbled a little bit. They beat Cardiff five two at home, then lost to Ipswich four three, and then lost to Sunderland. So they haven't had a re- they've had a really tough run of fixtures. I think they're probably the upper echelons of the league, um, but that you know, that, that is a statement win for them away from home. That'll give them a world of confidence going into the next few game weeks. And I, I think for them, winning sometimes when you have a big win just for an international break, you feel like, oh, why is the international break come? Like, you know, that mm-hmm. you're on a bit of momentum and that two weeks is just going to stall their progress a little bit, a week and a half. Um, so they probably just want the next game to come so they can keep that momentum going. But let's hope that can continue. One thing I've, I, I think that was quite apparent in this game was just I th- I, th- I, just really think that QPR are going to struggle this season I, I I, think their squad isn't good enough I think mm. they're they're relying on they're relying on probably what share as probably their main source of inspiration when one player mm. can't give you that you know you need a fair few that are going to contribute I think Gareth Ainsworth it's looking like he's a bit out over his head or a bit out of his depth if I'm being totally honest and I think he's probably the leading candidate to probably be next act if i'm being honest um but you can't you know you can't lose four 0 at home regardless of where you are in the league you can't lose four 0 at home that is just i feel so sorry for them qpr fans like that must have been a terrible saturday afternoon for you um mm-hmm. so any thoughts from you joe on
1: this game uh not particularly the, the what you've said. I, I feel I feel quite sorry for Gareth Ainsworth. To be fair, I, yeah, I think I he's been hamstrung good. a bit in that role, and, and I think it's quite telling as well. As much as I love Leighton Orient, there are three players in that QPR squad, um, one in the lineup and two on the bench, and I'd say of those three, only one of those was a regular for Leighton Orient last year. Um, Paul and Bronlek. Like, yeah, uh, the uh, the other two were nowhere near really. Hour starting 11 so to see one of them on the pitch is not it doesn't bode well for qpr hmm. or gareth um on a more positive note they did almost win the throw-in battle they only lost 19 to 20 so for oh, a total okay. of 39 throwing so again i reckon we're settling on about 40 throws per game is the average um and just a quick shout out to the sort of combo of john dal thomason and zach gilsonen not only has John Dahl brought him on in the 89th minute to complete the five substitution trick, but he has then got a booking one minute later for time wasting, which is absolutely <laughs> huge. That, that, that. It, Yeah. That, it, that that can't be beaten that that's, that's, that's all that's basically what the FL Sesh podcast is about. Keep putting in performances like that, Zach, and you'll be on the podcast every week. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You just love to see it. The amount of how yeah, exactly it's the howsery, isn't it? It's yeah, the unbelievable howsery, commitment to it as well. Just uh, no need, four nil up, four minutes of added time. What are you going to do? Score four goals in foot? No, they're not. But hey, why not get a booking for time wasting? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely up there. Top tier.
0: Yeah, love it. Top tier. Well, that's our, that's our summary of the championship done. Then let's go into mm. the- before we go into League One. So, yeah, a little bit of history, actually, um, I think. So Leicester, top of the league, five straight wins. They are absolutely flying. 17 goal difference, 30 points out of their first 11 games is absolutely absurd. I don't think a team, I don't think a team's started like that Ever in the history of the championship being made, I think I don't think any team's mm. got. That. I think Ipswich as well on 28 points is absurd as well. It's it, it's it really amazing. is.
1: I, I think that is really going under the radar because Leicester are doing so well. But the yeah. fact that last year's promoted Ipswich have 28 points and are eight points clear of third place is absolutely absurd. <laughs> it, Revel in it, Andy. Revel in it. It's incredible.
0: The game on Saturday was unreal as well. Like it was, it was. You know, Preston are a very decent side and, uh, you know, that they've clearly made some, you know, they've had a bit of a dour run. But, you know, in the first half, I was mesmerised by some of the football. I don't know if you've seen the Brandon Williams goal um, for, for for Ipswich, but literally he picks up the ball. He does a brilliant challenge, like probably on the edge of the box, or the edge of the Ipswich box, um, and just runs the length of the pitches. Absolutely just puts the burners on and just, Puts a lovely finish off the post. Um, it's just unreal, and it's it, it's rock and roll. It honestly is rock and roll football. It's a delight to watch. They had a little mm. bit blip in the second half, but two bit like they they went at all guns blazing that first half. Went three one up, and big kudos to big Preston. They stuck in there, get the second goal, made it a little bit of squeaky bum time. But then the the fourth goal just epitomised how Ipswich are playing, and just lovely, 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 like tackle on the mid on the halfway line you know lovely ball lovely ball from taylor to to amari hutchinson and you know sometimes when you're on the you know you get into the an area of the pitch you know on the left hand side of the box where you could easily have a shot but no really good iq just pushes it across across the front of the goal and lets caden jackson score a lovely lovely easy tap in um
1: just so good like i love so- that so I love this a little a little unofficial game recap as well. I Jordan know, yeah. A, a huge fan. Can't can't get enough. I
0: feel like I haven't really spoke too much about It at switch at all. I try not to because obviously it's been so oh, good.
1: Quite the opposite. It's the only reason I do this pod is talking about Leighton Orient just but <laughs> through the back door at all times. I'm getting a getting getting sort of relationships in. So yeah, bar means more it switch yeah. content, please.
0: Yeah, and for them to come up from League One and and the massive amount of points they've got already, and and I say already an eight-point gap between second and third, Mm. that's a big gap already. Um, So, you know, long may it continue, there is going to be a period where I think it is going to be humbling for them and they will go on a bit of a run where they just can't buy a win. But let's just revel and really enjoy it right now and uh, enjoy the ride. Um, So Preston off end again with their loss is third place with 20 points. Um, Sunderland off their humbling um, are still fourth with 19 points same with Leeds Um, you know good run for Leeds you know three wins at the last five um, you know good they're becoming more of the gunslingers again, like we were. So it's good to see that they're, they're going out the table. And now John Eustace looks, um, Birmingham city, uh, sixth place with 17, po- 18 points. Sorry. Again, two wins on the bounce again, <laughs> seven goals, two, co- two conceding your last two and you get sacked. Absolutely <laughs> <massive>. Everyone's <laughs> at risk. <laughs> Everyone's at risk. doesn't matter how you could do 17 mm. straight wins and you can still get the sack these days. Um, <laughs> And then languishing at the bottom, like uh, we talked about him just now, QPR are back in the relegation zone, eight points, um, minus twelve goal difference, three straight losses. Rotherham, they got quite a respectable draw actually at Southampton. That was a very good result for them actually. So big ups mm. to Rotherham, but yeah, you on know, six points and still winless. Sheffield Wednesday, um, twenty four, three points. Absolutely had a drab nil nil on the weekend. It was yeah, bad. no Sham- new <laughs> manager bounce for them. Yeah. Shocking. Um, so yeah, they're they they're in Garbage Town in the twenty fourth and three points. But yeah, that is the championship, and uh, let's steamroll it into League One. And you know, we, there's a game we've got to talk about, Joe. Let's talk about Latin Orient Redding, mate. Go
1: lads. Yes, and... It it looked at the start of the day like it might be a, a bit of a low lower lower end of the table scrap, but oh no, Orient came to play a bit of football today. Um, two-one win, home win, and let me yeah, let me tell you all about it. So nothing happens for twenty-five minutes. Um, just settling in, you know, settling into the game, controlling the play, and then Jordan Brown decides, you know what, I'm going to score the goal of my life. Runs onto this sort of bobbling ball on the edge of the area, hits a shot so hard that it's hit the back of the net before the goalkeepers dive. David oh, yeah. Button is just saving fresh air. Um, one-nil cruise control. Nine minutes later, classic Orion let one in. Let, let a goal in. This fella, Tyler Binden, he's never scored before. It's his first ever football league goal. Love and that. I tell you, he I've never seen a player try and miss more in my entire life. It, it has to be seen to be believed, really. Like it's sort of bouncing off posts. It's it's come back, it's hit him. It's then gone back towards the goal. Our goalkeeper's facing the other way, so he's not seen it. And the world's slowest ball sort of dribbles over the line. Mass groaning. Oh, football's once again been the loser. Half time, one all. Feeling is low. Um, second half, nothing happens. Everyone, everyone's sort of, you know, same old is great. We've 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 managed to once again snatch uh, fewer points from the from the jaws of victory. But oh wait, ninetieth minute. Up steps, George Monker in the same goal, actually, as the as the first half's sort of catastrophe, Um just more shambolic defending. Like you've never you've literally never seen anything like it. Just bouncing off goalkeepers, posts. I mean, the goal is George Monker's, but I don't know exactly how much he had to do with it. Just sort of clatters off him, goes in. Crowd goes wild. Orient's only 90th minute winner of this century, I believe. Um, two minutes later, Brandon Cooper gets his yellow card for time wasting. Richie Wellens is getting booked for arguing. Darren Prattley comes on in added time to make it five subs out of five. Orient win the throw-in battle, 30 throw-ins to 24 for a total of 54 throw-ins. Oh, 54! It, it, yeah, it's it's huge. It's huge. It really is. And, and now... We're looking up. We're looking up the table. We're we're exactly equidistant from the playoffs and the relegation zone. We're the archetypal mid-table team, um, and Reading continue to flounder. Um, having I have to say, having actually seen them play now, I I have no idea what what is going on at that club. Yeah. They they were they were terrible. Um, <laughs> I, I I presumed it was just the points deductions, but. It, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what Ruben Seles is up to. I don't really know what half other teams up to either. I presume it's because, well, I, I imagine they they must have some sort of, um, well, can't can't buy players, so having to play a mixture of of youth and experience. But worrying times for Reading. Got ugly oh, yeah. at the end. Quite like it. Quite like that sort of crowds. <laughs> crowd getting into the players playing, getting stuck back into the crowd. But yeah, not. Um, Not happy times for the Royals.
0: Yeah, that's it's just nuts. Like they really haven't come to the races, and I'm very surprised about that. Like it's just, just nuts, really. Um, but a great win, a great win. I, I was looking at, I was looking at the subs. George Moncur's an absolute wild afternoon. He's yeah. gone on the thirtieth minute, got a goal in the ninetieth, and then went off for the ninetieth for Darren yeah. Bradley.
1: He's to be fair, subbed and subbed back off. he's he's only got about sixty minutes in him any game. Even if he plays the ninety, he's only turning up for sixty. So, yeah, that's sort of optimum optimum game time for him, but. <laughs> Yeah, oh, it's it's a wild ride. That is a, that is a wild afternoon. I I, I, I,
0: mean, I say just tell the kids later on in this group. You no, know, once like I came on thirty minutes and just did exactly sixty, scored a goal, and then pissed off again for the uh, yeah. See ya. <laughs> See ya later, Mike. Drop. I'm out of here. It's mm. it's awesome. Um, no, no, really happy for you guys. I think it's been you know, you know. I think you'd even admit it was a bit of a shambolic start to the season. No, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't good. But. That is, I think, three wins at your last four and that's, you know... That's yeah, a really-
1: just looking like a football team again as well, which is pleasant.
0: <laughs> Maybe you just needed that time to really adjust to the league and really understand yeah. what you're coming in for. Like, Stevenage obviously probably did that in a, you know, quite a record time. Probably mm. quicker than probably they imagined. So, it probably just took you a bit longer, but, you know, you definitely seem to be a team that's on the up and... Um, you know, stats stats suggest it seventy percent possession for you, eighteen shots against a Reading side that you know we I you know I very much touted regardless of the points, and they have a manager that was managing in the Premier League last season. Mm. You'd think that you know that he would have something about him, and they he'd get his team. Playing in a certain way, which would be good for the league anyway. Um, but yeah, no, excellent win. I'm really happy for you guys, and uh, you know, it's nice when Ipswich and Blayton Orient win on the same weekend. It's, 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 exactly. it's start, well,
1: it hasn't really happened too much this season, I'd say. We're both of them have won. No, exactly. Well, to, to be fair, Ipswich have been winning all the time, it's been already letting the side down, but um. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Completely agree. Two two very happy bunnies. If And now all, all we await now, like Cheltenham have broken their duck. Now all yeah. we need is for the angry pig to get his goal and then Joe Piggott can retire a happy man. And I think everyone will be happy to see him retire as well after after he scored that goal. But yeah, he's, he's a trier. He's a trier. He's just ultimately, and I mean him no ill will, he's just not a fantastic footballer.
0: Um, yeah, yeah.
1: But keep keep at it. You you know, someone might just ping the ball off your head; it'll go in, and then they'll uh, then they'll start flooding in.
0: The fans will rejoice when that happens. When that exactly.
1: exactly.
0: Um, but yeah, another point on Reading; it's just it's worrying times for them. I think you know the fact that they're still in the relegation zone, and from this point, I know they had they're having even more points deduction. They had a bit more, didn't they, as well? Um, recently, um, but yeah, mm. it's not been good. It's not been good. No. Bit of worrying times. Let's hope they can get back on a bit of a run because I I do feel for Reading. You know the, the way the club's been run the last couple of years has been nothing short of disastrous. If I'm being totally honest, so let's hope for br- bright things for Reading, but a great win for Orient and one that I probably didn't really uh, predict at the start of the start of the game week. Certainly.
1: Well, it's funny you said before we move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you actually predicted exactly that. Did you I actually? Oh, a 2-1 later, I I win. There you go. Before. Yeah. Then, almost rubbing it in a little sort of prelude to later on ah oh, shambolic for me who'd have thought it but absolutely shambolic for me again but yeah actually you got that bang on so love it yeah a failure to toot your own horn click
0: clearly, clearly i had uh i'm a weighted ofixs that day so it yeah. cool. <laughs> love you it. Had
1: your brain power <laughs>
0: yeah well let's move swiftly on and talk about yes. um, i think you know i wouldn't say it was the most Exciting game of the weekend in League One, but we haven't really talked about enough. And that is Portsmouth. Portsmouth, Port Vale, 2-0 home win. Colby Bishop, 53rd minute and a 58-minute pen. Obviously, clearly nothing happened in the first half. And, you know, John Massinho's gone in the half-time team talk and been like, come on, lads, you know, let's put these to the sword. Because Port Vale haven't, you know, they've they've been had a pretty half decent start to the season. They've been, you know, pretty up there you know, they had a bit of a barren run recently, but, you know, they had a really great start, but, yeah, a 2-0 seemed a very, very comfortable home win, but I think, am I right in thinking that they are the only unbeaten side in the whole of the Football League, EFL, Portsmouth at the moment, or is there an unbeaten side in League 2? But I think Oh, I had not right? actually
1: checked that. There is one that Mansfield, Mansfield ah, remain Mansfield unbeaten, yeah. As well, okay. however, that is that is a record of four wins and eight draws. So <laughs> yeah, whereas the only team doing okay. Isn't, that's, that's, isn't that weird. swap eight that wins and four draws? Yeah. yeah, yeah. How the the world works in mysterious ways. How bizarre is that? But yeah, um, yeah. 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 It's it's
0: it's great to see, and I'm really happy for Portsmouth, a club that have, you know have been very underwhelming certainly for the last few years and and i've been kind of just sitting in league one and just going for the ride really but they really have started like a train and mm. they're getting some really great wins like the last four wins um 2-1 against wickham beat ports beat wigan away 2-1 beat lincoln at home 2-1 beat barnsley away 3-2 that's just you know it, it, it's they're beating teams that you know, probably last season they probably would have had their tummies tickled again. So I think it's really exciting times. I think they've really got a chance of mounting a really you know a good automatic promotion push. But at least the playoffs, at least I'd say the playoffs. The way they're playing, um, I think you know, for the stats suggest it was a bit of an it was a comfortable afternoon. That you know, even though supposedly Port Vale had more shots, um, but it, from what I saw in the highlights, it was pretty much one way traffic from a, from a Portsmouth perspective, they, they're playing some really good stuff They're, You know, I, I really like, I like right Morel. I think he's a really good player. I think uh, they've got a really good back four. They've been quite settled for the, for the, um for the season so far. They haven't had too many injuries and Colby Bishop's a great striker in league one, right? He's, he's, he's proved it. He proved it last season. I think he proved it maybe the season before, but he's certainly proving it this season. He's had a really good return. Um, Bearing in mind, I think Portsmouth had the pig up front last season as well. So, I think... Uh... What an <laughs> upgrade <laughs> that is. Yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I think that's a bit of an upgrade. But um, but for me, I, I just really wanted to highlight Portsmouth to say that, you know, we haven't really talked about them and they, they deserve their plaudits. They've, you know, I think, you know, for me, I, I remember Portsmouth when it was the Harry Redknapp days, you know, FA Cup wins and, you know, that that squad where you are crouching in the foe up front, absolutely. Carnu, you had... Lasana Diari, that absolute squadron of players, where I think everyone kind of grew to love Pompey, um, and they 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 were very much a fallen giant. So the fact that they've put themselves in a position where, you know, I think they could really mount an automatic promotion push is is kudos to them. And I think, you know, for me anyway, it's it's lovely to see. Only three subs used by Messina, you know, so get get your act together. So only seven hmm. seven subs used in the whole game. So. You know that, that's a little bit disappointing. What was uh, what was throwing watch in this game, Joe? Do you have a throwing watch? So start?
1: yeah, again, he'll be furious because they actually lost on throw-ins, which is the wow. only stat that we're interested in. Twenty-five to twenty-eight. So and another fifty-three throw-ins in this game. So maybe League One has a higher throwing average. Maybe we should do a league by league average. Maybe it isn't just uh, sort of equatable across the whole of the FL. So four, forty is the benchmark in the Championship. Fifty in League One. Um, nice. Yeah, he won't be happy with that. He won't like to get a. Outdone on the throwing throw in throw meter but um, yeah, I guess the three points go some way to softening that blow.
0: Hundred percent agree. Hundred percent agree. Okay, well that is my that is our League One, um, League One roundup for. Mm. for this week. So let's just quickly look at the table as we alluded to. Portsmouth top of the league, twenty eight points, eight wins, four draws. Um, you know, flying five straight wins. Mm. You know, brilliant. It's great to see, and even more i'd say maybe even more impressive to see oxford united absolutely flying love it you just love to see it another win at the weekend 2-1 against uh joe's favorite team bristol rovers uh, mm. um 27 points got a game in hand over um portsmouth so could go above them um yep. so 30 points after 12 games which again is brilliant um, but they are, really are flying, Oxford. They're they're really proving people wrong. Compa- like, you can't believe how mu- they were like, how different they were last season. They couldn't even buy a goal last season.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: really good recruitment. You know, some of the players they bought in were excellent. I think Cameron Brannigan's having probably is it Cameron Brannigan, isn't it? He's yeah, having, yeah. The, the, the season better. of his life so far. He's, he's indeed. Playing, he's unbelievable for that league, and it's just stuff you love to see. So it's good. So third place, we have Barnsley. Um, they've had a bit of a resurgence, I think, two straight wins on the bounce. They've had a bit of an up and down period, but they've certainly shown their meta again about being a team that's probably going to be up there about, you know, for automatic or even playoffs at that point. So they're on 22 points. So there's a five-point gap that's already forming between second and third. So already, like, you know, at least a game gap. Um, they do have Orient at, <laughs> at the next game, Barnsley. Mm. So that'd be an interesting game for you both.
1: Yeah, um, <laughs> interesting. I like that. Well, Knees two form, jangling. Two form teams, mate. It's what you love to see. Yeah. To be fair. Yeah. Okay. I like that picking us up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And and Stevenage again. Twenty one points. Fourth place. Uh, had had two losses in the bounce, but then got a brilliant one nil win against Wigan. <laughs> Give up. Put big up Stevenage. Mm. Um, got Blackpool at the weekend. Peterborough fifth. That they're they're unbeaten in five, you know, had a good win against Lincoln at home. But they're again maybe going under the radar a little bit. I, I haven't really heard too much about Peterborough, but the fact the fifth is great, it's great to see. And Bolton, they had a loss at the weekend. Uh, again, this is probably one of the results that we probably could have talked about in this review. Losing at home to Carlisle 3-1 is certainly not what the Doctor ordered. And it's a brilliant win for Carlisle. Gets them out of the relegation zone. So, you know, I want to give Carlisle an massive big up for that result. That is certainly probably one of the shocks of the weekend, probably shock of the season, I'd say, based on Mm -hmm. the the stature of both clubs. So that's the the playoffs. And then in the relegation zone, um, we have Fleetwood, um, 21st, gone up a little bit bar, you know, they had two straight wins, which is great. Unfortunately, one against you, Joe. Yeah. Um, but then beat up and then got their tummy tickled at home against Wickham, which again was a bit of a weird result. Um, Reading again, tw- I know they've, uh, but they've still they're still not really you know, three wins, one draw, seven losses. Even though they've had the point deduction, still poor. Like that, mm. that's that's, re- that's still relegation form. Wigan again, four straight losses for Wigan. What is happening there? Like unreal. Like I, I, they they need to really just need a win just need a win to stop the rot because it's you know lost 4-1 to Bristol Rovers shocking result lost 2-1 at home to Portsmouth again that's could be realistic the way Portsmouth are playing lost 2-1 away to Burton Albion and then lost 1-0 away to Stevenage the games you shouldn't lose if you're Wigan Athletic. the stature that club has been over the last like 10 years been in the Premier League won the FA Cup you know where are they now man it's sad to see but the the the, the, the results aren't lying. They must be playing poor. And then massive kudos to Cheltenham. They're dunked, <laughs> ended One goal, still minus 19 goal difference. So. <laughs> um, but got a uh, to be fair, a very respectable one-all draw against Derby at the weekend and uh, are on two points now. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that is League One in a nutshell. Oh, what a rollercoaster that's been so far. But the, the steam train keeps rolling and we're gonna go straight into league two
1: mm-hmm. and Joe please talk to me about Sutton United Walsall please I'd love to finally back in the win column with <laughs> a with a first half out of this world. world yeah second half to completely ignore so we're looking at a four-nil win it seems to be the only only scoreline line they, they can pull off to be fair but a four-nil win for the Mighty, did we ever work out what their nickname was? I don't know, Amber and Chocolates or whatever it is. (laughs) Six minutes in, Amari Patrick steps up, bang, 1-0. The lead to Messi, 2-0. Harry Smith, 12 minutes, cruising. Uh, Joe Riley knocks in an own goal on the 27th minute. Unlucky, mate, so 3-0 down. Harry Smith steps up again, gets his brace, 37 minutes. Game's over. Game's over at that point. Half time, 4 0. You're, you're looking at that Sutton team, you're thinking, oh, I'm not putting four past then. Um, well, you probably could actually. And 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 that's it. Literally nothing happens in, in the second half. You're looking at zero bookings, zero red cards, uh, nine subs, which is a good effort. Like if Warsaw had a manager, then maybe he would have had the wherewithal to, to bring on that extra substitute. But um he didn't, unfortunately, only four um uh, compared to Sutton's 5 which is probably the deciding factor as to why Sutton won really just men- mentality they they won the mental game matt gray out out outthought and outfought the imaginary warsaw manager and um and that was that that was all she wrote they also they outbattled him in the throwing game 33 to 21 so again 54 throw ins so maybe 50s the uh, the throw benchmark we're after for league 2 um and a big win a big win after a lot of big nothings i think this is actually their only other win other than their other yeah. 4-0 win so hey we'll, we'll take those um any three points off safety now and i mean tranmere colchester donny newport all seem to be pretty intent on losing every single game they play as mm-hmm. well so so i think they're not they're not completely cut adrift as yet and i think actually a note on warsaw look Diabolical, yeah. Uh, 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 they're slipping massively. They're, they're a pretty great, well, great subjective, but a pretty good start to the season, which is actually saving them from languishing with uh, with Forest Green and Sutton. To be honest, they're on the slide and it doesn't look like being arrested, which is a fear, a, a serious fear for a Warsaw fan. But, um, yeah. but enough of that negativity, huge result for Sutton. Well done orient old boys uniting
0: yeah unbelievable the league two the league two Messi coming yep. up with two contributions and coming off of the 88th minute is stuff you love to see like you know yeah. rest em- gets his
1: gets his applause his round of applause yeah. on the way off clap him off throws his shirt to like some kid in the crowd makes that kid's year makes that kid's life
0: exactly and harry smith kudos to you mate and kudos to saturn Again, things you'd love to see. 2-4-4-2 two, four, four, two formations, not messing about. League, League 2 football is absolute finest. Nine substitutions, nearly the Magic 10. And throwing watch, Joe, what are we talking? Are we talking loads of throw-ins this game?
1: Oh Yeah, I, I gave you the throw. 33 versus oh, 21. Yeah. Sutton dominated in the score line and dominated in the throwing game oh, as well. I mean, that that is huge. 12 more throw-ins. Warsaw, what, what are you playing at? That is, that is a shocker. Six, six shots on
0: target four goals and yeah utter domination it's a mm. really good result for them and and yeah very worrying times for Walsall they've uh, they've they have had a very up and they had a very good start but then they've you know they've had some up and down games losing to Wimbledon losing to Swindon which you know for them two teams they're playing pretty well at the moment but you know you can't be losing 4-0 away to Sutton who have you know this is their second win of the whole season let alone mm. you know they haven't won in like eight really so it's uh, it, it it's, it's worrying times and let's hope it's not a slump that gets them more towards the relegation zone, even though that's kind of where they're heading if they keep, keep it up, certainly. But as you said, it seems that the Trammears, the Colchesters, the Donny, 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 Donny Rovers are not, <laughs> are causing, are causing a little bit of fears to be, uh to be exiled, I think, because mm. uh, they keep losing. So, but we couldn't not talk about Sutton and, uh, Today, but great, great result, and I think you know the part. The party will be in the party would have been in Sutton all night after that result for them. Surely, probably the Chocolate Boys, Chocolate Boys, you got to love to see it. Mm. Um, and then I think I think we'll swift move swiftly on, and I'll talk about the uh... <laughs>
1: the Chocolate Boys have scared you off. <laughs> <laughs> desperate, desperate to get on to the next game. Yeah, well, <laughs>
0: I'm going to talk about two team, a team that you know people love to hate. Uh, Salford, uh, Salford crew, brilliant game, you know, for the mm. neutral, a 4-2 home win, um, a very, very much needed win for Salford, who have been, uh, let's be frank, utter trash the last, I'd say, the last five or six weeks. <laughs> um for yeah, their third that... win in a row. <laughs> uh, well, well, yeah, to be fair, it, when you look at it like that, yes, they have been a run, but, but before that, utter yeah, To be fair,
1: terrible start, should have been up there.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, at one point, I think they were like only about, well, yeah, they were only like four points away from the relegation zone at one point, Mm -hmm. weren't they? It was just like, what is going on? Um, But, yeah, 4-2 win. So, Baker Richardson actually gets crew off to an excellent start on the 27th minute. Quite like Baker Richardson. I think he's a good player, actually. Um, But then on garbage time, 45 plus three, Matt Smith, um, who I think scored maybe, I think it, again, Quote me if I'm wrong. I think it might have been his a hundredth league goal, I think, on, on Wow.
1: Uh, hey, carry on. I'll fact check that in the background.
0: Um, uh, I saw a stat about Matt Smith. I think it was a hundredth league goal um for for uh, uh for not for Salford, but like you
1: know like, it was. It was his league goal. Yeah, well done. There we go, thank you. Um and then,
0: you know, that one or half time is certainly a lot better than one-nil down. I think probably the manager thought, you know, okay, Neil was gone in, and thought, okay, well, you know, back in the game. I think on the on the whole of it, I think it was a pretty even game in the first half. But then that halftime tiki must have really hit home because Smith comes in, fifty-eight minutes, probably some sort of towering header because he's six foot twenty-four. Um, he's he's a very <laughs> tall man. Um, fifty-eight minutes. Watson gets a goal on the seventy-first, and then Burko. Races them into a 4 1 lead on the 90 plus for 90 plus one. Uh, but then crew get a consolation goal on 90 plus three with Baker Richardson getting a brace. Um, a really good game, I think. From what I've saw, it was very end to end. Um, you know, 14 shots each per team, you know, seven shots on target, four goals for um, Salford, three shots on target, two goals for crew. So, you know, pretty good conversion rate all round. Funny enough, Salford only using three subs, which was quite absurd. (laughs) Didn't make their first Mm. sub until the 65th and then 87th and 90. Um, And then, you know, crew making four subs. So low on the sub count, certainly. Um, But, you know, the headline surely got to go to Matt Smith. He's been a... EFL kind of stalwart, isn't he recently? Wasn't it Millwall for a bit? And then he was, at, you know, he's been in every, I think he's been in every league now in the EFL pretty much. And he's, he's always done well where he's at. He's more, not the most pleasing on the eye. He's just a very, very tall man, but he, he has presence, right? And he, he, so I think at league two level, we certainly going to get contributions continuously for this team. Um, and a really, really good result, a well-needed result. And like you said, three wins on the bounce actually for Salford. So they've definitely eased their relegation fears um crew i think are a decent side you know i think crew are still going to be probably there thereabouts they've shown a lot in their last you know five six games again like baker richardson i think he's a very decent player at this league probably more like a league one player um but for a neutral superb We've got a lot you know love to see it anytime you get six goals in a in a, in, a, in a game, you know, regardless if you're on the losing team, it's still going to be an entertaining afternoon. What about you, Joe? Any thoughts?
1: Yeah, huge. Completely agree. Uh, Salford won the game, won the throwing count. It, I mean, I started this off as a joke, but basically if you get more throw-ins, you, you win more games. I don't know why. I can't tell you why this is. Is it because you're attacking more than the other team? Yeah, yeah. It out? I, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Or if maybe it's just a threat. The threat level goes up if you get more throw-ins. Panic sets in um, 26-20, if you're interested. So 46 overall. So, yeah, I think we've found the level. League 1 and League 2, we're looking at 50 throw-ins a game. Championship, quality's a bit higher. Defending's a bit more composed. 40 a game. Um, There was one more point I was going to make. Oh, it was about, yes, that is the Adrian Mariapa at the back for Salford. I had to Google it because I was like, there's no way that guy can still be playing. Oh boy, is he? He's thirty-seven though, he? now. I think. I think he just turned. Yeah, yeah, thirty-seven. So, yeah, fair play. Like I, I could not do what. He, well, I can do what he's doing anyway. I'm not that good at football, but like, yeah, he he's a monster. Well, what a guy? How could you still be playing ninety minutes of football at thirty-seven years old in League Two in a physical league like League Two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. trooper warrior, warrior. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good Love result it. for Salford. Bad result for Crew, who are having a great season so far. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: they won't be discouraged by that. That's only their second loss of the season, right? So it's, it's yeah, it's, exactly.
1: We have a local derby as well, actually.
0: True. Yeah, you are right. Yeah, so that mm.
1: probably added
0: a bit more spice to the situation. Yeah, completely agree. Well, let's uh, let's sum up the the FL uh, round with the league table for League Two, the People's mm. Champion league. Notts County still on top um, even though they've, you know, they drew at the weekend um, against uh, Barrow, who mm-hmm. again, Barrow are very interesting side. They, they were cooking, but they've had a bit of an up and down, but, you know, still 12th so very good. Mm-hmm. Um, 24 points. Stockport Things you love to see, yeah, rampant.
1: rampant,
0: rampant. Since we absolutely battered them in like <laughs> 5 they've absolutely just gone on an absolute.
1: I don't think they've lost a game, honestly. <laughs> Since then,
0: last five games, beating mm. beating MK Dons away five nil against Wrexham, which is unbelievable. Um, Three one away win to Accrington against Accrington, beating two nil against Lowly Forest Green, and then beating Doncaster one nil at home. And they've got Harrogate the weekend, like uh, in the next game week, you know, things are looking up and mm. yeah, they 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 are looking some serious business this season. And, uh, you know, my man, Louis Barry, I think is is showing up in that league, certainly. And uh, yeah, yeah, stop but or um, I'll, I'll kick up the backside.
1: Mm. Certainly
0: is bared fruit. So You know, Stockport, any royalties you get from promotion this season, I think, you know, we deserve at least a 5% cut. So, yeah, that's fair. We'll we'll be in touch with your lawyers very, very soon. Yeah. Gillingham, Gillingham, third, again, (laughs) managerless or Neil Harrisless, uh, Gillingham, Mm. third, with 22 uh, 22 points, one at the weekend, 2 1 win against MK Dons, who again, bit of a weird spell for MK Don. They started off flying, but they're they've been trash. A the last five games. I really haven't been to the races. And then mm. languishing in 16th, which is nuts. Um, but to be fair, this league is very stat like packed up. I think there's only, I think between the tw- I mean, 11th, and 11th and the uh, third place team has only got five points, right? So it's like a third mm. place. So it's, it's very, very compact at the moment. We have AFC Wimbledon, which is, you know, good to see, you know, good club. Been on a good run, unbeaten the last five um, on 21 points. Mansfield, which we talked about, again, unbeaten. uh, The only other unbeaten side in the division. Four wins, eight draws. (laughs) Draw merchants.
1: Yeah, draw specialists.
0: Four draws in the last five games. Absolutely nuts. And that is two straight nil-nil
1: draws. Yeah, only, only nine goals conceded in their 12 games so far. That is stingy.
0: Yeah, stingy indeed. Uh, we have Crew, um, as we alluded to just now, um, sixth place on twenty points, and then Wrexham, first time I think they've been in the playoff zone this season. Um, mm. Good win at the weekend uh, against uh, Crawley, who are uh, obviously won their, you know, teams around them away win one nil. That's a really good result. Unbeaten three. Um, actually, face Salford. I think that'd be a tasty game. Wrexham mm. versus Salford, like the the Hollywood-slash-class-of-92 derby, isn't it? Yeah, it's a... I like that. bit so, of spice. Yeah, a bit of spice, certainly. So that is the playoff zone. Um, and Sutton, even though they had the massive win at the weekend, are uh, still in the relegation zone, but only three points from safety um, on seven points. And then Forest Green Rovers. What is going on there? Mm. Five straight losses, man. It's... Um, yeah. Yeah. It is terrible reading. Not even,
1: not even Troy Deeney can save them.
0: Yeah, I know. And Forest Green Colchester um, in, in in the next game. You know, even this early in the season, that seems like a six pointer to me. Yeah,
1: huge, huge
0: huge game. huge game of the weekend. So, yeah, it's um, it's going to be interesting. And one of them things where, you know, these kind of games will define your season, and they need to really get their act together. Well, there we go, Joe. That is our EFL um game week roundup um as always pleasure it's always good going through these games and and i think every week we find different things to talk about which is awesome right it's mm. not like the same commentary all the time so yeah it's all it's great um we're going to take a little break and we're going to go straight into the predictions league joe so we'll see lovely. you lovely
1: Hello, welcome back to your favourite part of the week. It's the predictions league, where you can rest assured in the knowledge that you are not the only one that gets all of your accumulators wrong and don't, doesn't really know football. Um, we'll start off with a round up of our game week ten, and then I'll, uh, I'll I'll get Andy's live scores for game week eleven, and my own actually. I haven't I haven't scored them either. Um, but starting off with with last week's, we obviously had four games on deck. Um, Sheffield Wednesday Huddersfield. I said 2 0 Huddersfield, and he said 2 1 Huddersfield. It was 0 0. A ball draw, so nil poire for everyone involved. Um, Cambridge Barnsley, a game which I could have cheated at. I-, I now realize I didn't. I said 2 0 Barnsley, and he went 1 0. It was, in fact, f- I said 2 0 Cambridge. Sorry, it was, in fact, 1 0. No, and he said 1 0. Oh my god, what a stinker! I oh, said 2 0 Cambridge, and he said 1 0. It turns out it was 4-0 Barnsley. The result oh, was, yeah, n- nil Pore again, not looking good. Um, Leighton orient Reading. Andy's saving grace for this week. I said one all. Andy said 2-1, and he was, of course, bang on. Orient win, 2-1. Orient and Andy take home three points for that one. And crawley Wrexham was our lead two game. I said Crawley would win one nil. shock result. Andy he said 3 1 to Wrexham and it was indeed 1-0 to Wrexham. So he gets another point for that. So after that game week, a bit of a a bit of an embarrassment actually. So 4 0 on the day. And uh and you've reopened a five point lead. So it's 20 versus 15 overall. And it's not looking good, brev. Um I'm on the ropes. So I'm gonna need a I'm gonna need a big, a big game week this one to uh to avoid a gap. gap opening up, yeah, exactly. We've uh, we're, we're limited to League One and League Two actually because of some, and even then there are a few uh, postponements in League One as well because of the international break. But we've uh, we've worked around it to still predict some uh, some bangers. So I come to you with uh, our one and only League One game actually, and that yeah. is uh, Blackpool versus Stevenage. Oh, that's a really hard game to
0: predict. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go
1: for a. I'm gonna go for one go no. for a 1-0. Ooh, okay. I've gone for 2 0 to Stevenage. So, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I, but actually, I'm, I'm happy with these, either of those results in reality. So, mm-hmm. we'll we'll see about that. Um, yeah. The first of our League Two games Grimsby versus Accrington.
0: Both teams have been a bit up and down, certainly. But I'll edge, I think, on a 2 0 Grimsby win.
1: Ooh. I've gone 4-1 to Accrington, so one of us can be disappointed, yeah. Um, And then finally, to round off our our glorious League 2 feast of football, we've got Forest Green versus Colchester, as alluded to at the end of that wrap-up.
0: Yeah, very big game. Um, I'm going to back my boys. Mm. 2-1 Colchester away win. Oh, love that.
1: I think that nerves will get the better of both teams. I think it'll be 0-0. I think they'll both <laughs> <laughs> choke under pressure, and yeah, I think they'll both be happy for the point as well. Um, yeah, that's 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 the prediction leagues wrapped up, and really the, we we end on such highs because the prediction league gets everyone feeling good about themselves that they're not the only ones who don't know football, and then the 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 the, the long awaited, highly anticipated Camby Island update comes in to to finish off the pod and and finish off everyone's weeks really. Exactly.
0: You know, things you'd love to see. And I, I, I give you a double update. Oh, my. It, it literally well, doesn't two get two games. It two doesn't games. get
1: any better than this. This is living.
0: I know. It is, isn't it? And and it, it's, it's Canvey Island's world and we're just living in it. Let's just face it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's love to see. Uh, so the first game I'm going to give you is Saturday's game. Um, and it was a FA Trophy uh, game. Um, I think it was, it was either qualifying. It was... Uh, no, it was actual... It was a it was a first round FA Trophy or the Ooh. Isuzu FA Trophy if you if if for, oh no I
1: know
0: <laughs> and um, it was Walton and Hersham um, at home against Canvey and uh yeah Walton and Hersham are quite big on social media actually on on TikTok they're actually the youngest football owners in 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 the world I think actually mm. I think I think they're only like 22, 23 years old and they're football football owners football club owners.
1: So
0: oh. definitely have a look at them. They're they they're very uh they're very interesting. They always live stream their games on TikTok. I would highly recommend it. I mean they've had three straight promotions as well, so they're 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 on the up certainly. Mm. Um. So yeah, Canvey were in FA Trophy action against Wharton Hersham away, and unfortunately they were humbled to a three-one defeat. So at the first hurdle, Canvey are now out of both major cup competitions, mm, um, Facing so they, on the league. Love yeah, that. absolutely, yes. absolutely. Absolutely. Can't can't think of anything better. Just yeah. concentrate on that league. You know, cup competitions are completely out a nightmare. Yeah. Get out of the system and, you know, give them a stab, but if you're out, you're out. It's not the end yeah. of the world.
1: Laser focus, boys.
0: Yeah, so uh, T. Cook Capaya scores a goal on the ninth minute for Walton. Um, and then Ronto, again, one of the big, uh, uh, big appearance makers for Canvey, gets an equaliser on the 48th, 49th minute, but then Cook A Pyre again on the 83rd makes it 2-1. And then Simon on the 90th makes it a comfortable 3-1 win for Walton um at the week at the weekend, which is a shame. 464 in attendance at the at the at the stadium in, in Walton and Hersham. So yep, yeah, good uh yeah, good 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 run out for the boys, you know, good good uh length in the legs or minutes in the legs. But obviously they were concentrating on the Isthmian Premier League and on Monday night away at Cole, Cole Shelton. It sounded like I said something else there. <laughs> Our Shelton Athletic. They romp to a 3-0 away win. What Love a result. That. Of Love that. Mavembus um, uh, gets a goal on the 55th minute, so clearly nothing happened in the first half. And he gets another, gets a brace on the 67th, and then Tanubu on the 89th makes it absolutely certain. And um, actually it was a very impressive performance and the highlights that I've seen some really good goals um, seemed a bit nip and tuck at the first first half but you know a really really good result for a uh, can be something that was very much needed because they've certainly been on an up and down road but looking at the at the at the league they're now are they right in the dizzy heights of not of of a uh, of sixth place now in the league that's
1: what I'm seeing
0: yeah, unreal. But there are there are teams that have got games in hands under, under them, so you know they have to. They, they probably will go down a little bit. But sixth in the league currently is is excellent stuff, and uh, they're making certainly a uh, a run up the table. And and Carl, uh, Carl Schulton were third in the league, so that clearly was a really good result. Something that probably wasn't thought of or you know wasn't predicted in the um wasn't predicted in the uh, start of the game. Um, so, you know, brilliant. Love to see it, you know, end on a high, end on the fans being absolutely static. Uh, I did see that Evans Kwasi, their striker, I think they've maybe gotten a, an injury at the first first half of the FA Trophy game. We wish him a very uh, quick recovery and I'm sure he'll come back stronger, um, as another podcast alludes to that, that phrase in it, come back stronger. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, love to see it, and I don't think we can end the podcast on another better turn and a three-nil away win, really, can we, Joe? Yeah?
1: No, agreed, agreed. Yeah, that's 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 made me smile. I'm exactly. I'm buzzing now. Yeah, buzzing. yeah. Uh,
0: you, you, you're gonna have you're gonna have a pint on um, Canvey Island tonight, as, as exactly an...
1: which win, Orient win, Canvey win. Life doesn't get better than that. I know. Yeah. It's, 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 the perfect
0: trio, isn't it? It's things you love to see. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll finish the podcast there. We'll, we'll just plug the socials, obviously, you know, listen to us on all the major podcasting platforms, Apple music, Amazon music and Spotify, all that jazz. Give us a five-star review. Please share with your friends and family, reach out to us on our socials on EFL pod on Twitter and Instagram or X as they like to call it now. Mm. Um, and as always, we hope you have a lovely rest of your evening We've been Andy and Joe. We've been the FL Slash Podcast. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. <laughs>